creative people don't get a job because they want to. It's because we feel like it's our only option. It looks like the logical choice because, I mean, if you're a writer, newspapers and magazines are, are dying by the dozens. How are you supposed to get work? If you're a photographer, wedding photos and family portraits are like the only thing that you can actually make money at, right? And how are you going to compete against all of the other people already doing that? If you're a designer, you're up against people on Fiverr in Pakistan and India and China that can make a living charging $3 an hour. And how are you going to compete with those rates? It seems impossible. It seems like there's no choice but to go in, send out your resume, get a job, sit behind the desk. And we do it because we have bills to pay. We're responsible people. We want to take care of our families, and we want to take care of ourselves. We want to be productive, and it feels like the only way, but it's not. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about another option, a way that you can make a good living as a creative person, and not only make that living, but also have the freedom to travel, spend time with your family, whatever it is you want. It's not a dream, it's a reality. I can show you tons of examples of people actually doing it. Today, we'll probably have some of them on the show, but let's do the intro, and then we'll dive in. I'm John Morrow, and this is Breakthrough the Noise. A podcast about rising above all the noise out there, all the endless ads and content and notification, and get people to pay attention to you. Not just for a moment, not just for one poster video, on this podcast, you'll learn how to create lifelong fans who hang on your every word so you never have to break through the noise again. When I graduated from college, I was so, so tired of being broke. I mean, I was one of those kids that, that just barely made it through. I was one of the ramen noodle kids. I mean, I actually even used to go find out which of my friends had school lunches and hadn't used all of their budget and then asked them to buy me lunch. And that was the way I had lunch every day. That's how poor I was going through school. And when I graduated with maybe the most criticized type of degree you could ask for, certainly one of the most criticized with a degree in English literature. So not just the English language, but English literature. So Shakespeare, stuff like that. I went on to the job market and I thought, okay, cool, I'll be an English teacher. And I got a job offer from the state of North Carolina to go become an English teacher for a grand total of $26,000 per year. At the same time, I got a job offer from my father to go into his real estate business for $120,000 per year. Which one do you think I accepted? The real estate job. And it wasn't just because the English teacher salary was low. It was because there was no way I could survive on that salary. It was because I had health problems. I had different caregivers to pay for. I had all of these extra needs because I'm in a wheelchair and I have muscular dystrophy. And I couldn't afford to survive on an English teacher salary. It was literally impossible. So I took the highest paying job I could. It wasn't because I wanted to. It wasn't because I thought that would be a bright future for me. It was because 
I was tired of being broke, and it was a way not to be broke. It was a way to have a legitimate job that paid good money, and, I mean, really great money, straight out of college, right? So that's all I did. I took the job, I worked, I ate, and I slept, or at least I tried to sleep, because two years into working that job, I found myself laying awake at night, just thinking, what am I doing? How do I get out of this? I was starting to feel like I was in a gilded cage. Because yes, it paid well. Yes, I could afford to do everything I needed to do. But I was also trapped doing something I didn't love. I was trapped doing something that even more importantly, it just wasn't me. And it's hard to admit that to yourself. A lot of people around you can't understand that kind of logic. They say, be happy, you have a great job. And I would have loved to have been happy, but if you've been in that situation, you know what it is, you can't. You can't. I mean, for me, I was haunted by all of the ideas I had for things to write. I used to lay in bed at night and think about blog posts and screenplays and websites and all of these things I wanted to do with my life, but I couldn't because I had a day job that paid me really well, but sucked up all of my time and energy. It was an 80 to 100 hour a week job. And when I came back, I just wanted to veg out and watch TV. It totally drained me dry. And I felt for a long time that I had no other choice but to live that way. And if it weren't for a car accident in 2006, I'd probably still be working in that industry. And if it weren't for the real estate crash as well, which took the whole thing down. Right, But when that happened, and those are two separate stories that we could probably do two other episodes about, I found out that I did have another choice. And not only did it pay pretty well, too, but at the same time it gave me the freedom I'd always been looking for, and it allowed me to be me. And in, in this episode, that's exactly what I want to talk about and I want to poke holes in some of the logic that a lot of us believe. You see, it looks like all the jobs for creative people are dying off and to some extent that's true. But here's the part you're missing. Other jobs are being born at an even faster rate. For example, every 1,000 jobs that disappear, there are 2,000 jobs to replace them. There's more opportunity than ever before, but it's probably invisible to you because you're looking in the old places instead of the new places. There's a $412 billion industry that most creative people have never heard of. It's bigger than the newspaper, magazine, wedding photography, family photography, corporate videography, and just about every other creative industry combined, not just one of them, all of them combined. Most of the jobs start out at about $50,000 a year, require no college degree. You can work from home and there's a shortage in nearly every position. There were over 13,000 writing jobs they couldn't fill last year. They sat empty because there were no qualified candidates. This is not a joke. The name of the industry I'm talking about is content marketing. Now, you're probably thinking, 
content marketing. I thought that was just a social media thing or maybe something startups do because they don't have any money. But listen to some of these numbers, okay? According to the marketing news site, The Drum, content marketing is on schedule to pull in $412 billion in 2021. According to a study done by Conductor, there were 23,846 job openings in the content marketing industry in 2018, which was a 33% increase over the previous year. And guess who they're hiring? Writers, photographers, designers, all of the creative people who we think we can't get a job because we're looking at the old industries instead of paying attention to the new one that's popping up right in front of us. And this is especially true for writers because guess what's hard to replicate? Someone who knows the English language really, really well. Someone who knows how to communicate with English-speaking people. Yes, there are English-speaking people in other countries like India, but they usually don't know how to communicate with Americans as well as an American does or with people in Britain like someone in Great Britain does, right? So the moral of the story here is that for a lot of us, content marketing is the answer. Now, the way that it works is most of these jobs are either freelance or if they are salaried, they're remote. And what that means is, is you can do them from anywhere. If you want to work from home, you can work from home. If you want to travel to Europe, you can travel to Europe. If you want to spend time with your family, you can spend time with your family. It gives you the freedom to live the life you want. And it starts usually at $50,000 a year for someone with relatively little experience. I'll get back to this in a second. And it goes to, there are people in each of these spaces making hundreds of thousands of dollars per year or more. What it looks like for me is I went from making 120 grand in real estate to barely scraping by writing for magazines and also for big blogs until I stumbled into an editing position at Copyblogger. Okay, that eventually turned into a job that created six figures of income for me and I moved to Mexico making that six figures of American dollars and I was able to pay for all of my own care. Meaning I made US money in one place and lived in a place where that money went even further. This is the kind of thing you can do when you have a remote position and in my opinion it is the future of work for most people. Now not to imply that it's easy because it's not. You see, all of these jobs, the reason why they're not getting filled isn't just because there's no one who can do them, it's that no one can do them well enough. These jobs are looking for a level of skill that's way beyond what most creative people are prepared for. And also, in my experience, there's a general misconception about how you get hired when you're a creative person. We think it's because of talent. We think it's because of something we were born with or the way that our brain works. But that's not what jobs hire for. That's not how you make money. Jobs don't pay you. The market doesn't pay you because of your talent. It pays you because of your skill. It pays you in general 
for your skill at being able to break through the noise. About being able to create content, whether it's visual content, written content, audio content, whatever kind of content it is, that stands out to people, that connects with them on an emotional level, that makes them think, that makes them fall in love with the brand. Okay? That's what businesses are paying for. Your talent is just the way of achieving that. But it usually takes quite a bit of work and effort and study to transform your talent into actual skill that translates into winning the war for attention. And if you think, John, I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to sit in my apartment and I should be able to write whatever I want, paint whatever I want, take photos or whatever I want, and make a living. I'm sorry, that just isn't the world we live in. That's, in my opinion, a self-indulgent attitude that will keep you poor. And it'll waste your potential. The alternative attitude that you can have is the way I can pay my bills is by doing what I love for other people. By taking my talent and putting it to work for businesses I believe in because they have great products and services I want to spread. And I get to help do that with my creative gifts, whether that's writing, photography, design, whatever. In this podcast, you're going to learn, and you are learning, just in the past few episodes, how to break through the noise. If you're wondering how to get started, go to the What to Do If You Are Nobody episode. It walks you through a step-by-step, very practical framework for what to do. But the bottom line is, if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to put in the effort, if you're willing to study and turn your talent into actual skill, there are jobs waiting out there to hire you for probably more money than you're making now, that are willing to give you more freedom than you're making now, that can give you a life you only, you could only dream about. You don't have to be trapped in a job you hate. You don't have to feel like you're in a gilded cage. You don't have to sit in traffic an hour to work and back from work. You don't have to sit under artificial lighting. You can be at home drinking a cup of coffee, or you can be at a beach or a mountaintop, traveling the world, maybe at a WeWork office somewhere in some other country. I know because I know hundreds of people living that lifestyle, and it becomes more and more common every day. To me, this is one of the most encouraging things about the future. Everyone says the future is all doom and gloom because they see everything dying out, and yes, things are dying out, but new wonderful things like the content marketing industry are being created. And if you prepare yourself for that opportunity, if you go in with your eyes open and you learn about what you can do to to get paying work, you'll be on the cutting edge of an industry that's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow because this is the future of marketing. All right? Take advantage of the trend. Get in on it while you can. If you want to know where to start, other than the what to do if you're a nobody episode, just Google content marketing. Get started learning about it. And if you're a writer, go to smartblogger.com, my website about writing. It covers freelance writing, content marketing, blogging, all the different ways you can make money as a writer, all of which are under the content marketing umbrella, and it's attracted maybe the biggest audience of any writing website in the world. It's full of hundreds of free articles that you can use to get you started. I'm not saying that it's self-promotional because we don't have any ads on the site. We don't make any direct revenue. The only way we make money is by teaching people how to do this type of thing for a living, by helping them make the transition 
and that's something I'm proud to do and I'm proud to market. I want that kind of life for you. I want something to where you're not ashamed of using your skills and your talent to promote it because you know that the company you're helping is also helping other people. That's not a myth. It does exist in the world. There are thousands, tens of thousands of companies who are doing good out there and they need more people like you. So go out there, study, get ready for this change that's happening right now. It's only going to get bigger and I'll see you in the future. I'll also see you in future episodes. Bye-bye now. If you're a writer and you'd like to know how to get started in content marketing, I actually have some free training for you that if you'd like to take advantage of it, go to smartblogger.com slash writing class. That's smartblogger.com slash writing class. And just take a look at what I have to offer you there. It's a free class about how to get started in content marketing. And it goes through how real people who I can show you photos of, videos of, stories about that are making six figures a year doing content marketing on their own terms. If that's of interest to you, if you want to switch to that lifestyle, just go to smartblogger.com slash writing class and I think you'll like what you see there. Take care. Now.